The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome, Welcome to, to Barely, Barely Filtered, Filtered, hosted by us. I'm Aurora Culpo, star of the HBO Max show, The Culpo Sisters. Don't tell my sisters I said so. I'm a recently divorced mom of two living in Los Angeles with my ex-husband. I'm part granola mom, part glamorous jet setter. I'm Kristen Gaffney, also a mom, a startup nerd who modeled for Sports Illustrated Swimsuit and the founder and CEO of Super True. I always like to microdose my coffee before I hit up carpool. Welcome to Barely Filtered, our safe space. <laughs> Here, we discuss health and wellness, becoming a grown-ass woman, and what's going on in this crazy world. And while we don't agree on everything, we do agree on this. We, we want, want you, you to live, live your best in life. From Vanderpump Rules to motherhood and everywhere in between, it's time to catch up with Sheena Shea. This is Shenanigans. And now, here's your host, Sheena Shea. Welcome back to Shenanigans. Today is a very exciting day for a couple reasons. One, the Vanderpump Rules season 11 trailer just dropped and I'm still trying to catch my breath and have my heart stop racing. But more importantly, I'm very excited about today's guests because not only are they stunning, they are three of the kindest women you will meet in Hollywood and they just so happen to be related. So... <laughs> Please welcome the stars of Hulu's The D'Amelio Show and the first family of TikTok. Heidi, <laughs> Dixie, and Charlie D'Amelio. How are you doing? Good. Good. Thanks for having me. Yes. So I know. I love how much we have seen each other in the last two weeks. We've been on a roll. It's been sure. so good. It was like I was just with you and Charlie at Dancing with the Stars. Yep. You and Dixie at Christmas at Kathy's. Yep. I saw you at the Chain Fest. Yeah. There I was something it. else. I mean, yeah, I we've been on a good I don't roll. like know a lot of people here like that aren't like young like yeah. them that you are younger than I am but it's like young. nice to be out with like grown-ups and yeah. like wait and yeah, then and like our husbands and... get along I know and, like, I love it I, I know I no love that. so I don't know if you girls know but this is literally where your mom and I first met in this room <laughs> right here yeah and now we feel crazy. like I know I love it wait when I think it's been at over least a year. a year and a half yeah yeah and I felt like, and it was cute because her mom was here and her sister Courtney was here. And we all, I, I felt like when I left, I was like, oh, they're so nice. Like, I hope I we remember can you saying hang that. out again. And then we've just been hanging out nonstop. Yeah, ever since. you invited me. Okay, so yeah, it was a little over a year and a half ago because I think the next time we hung out, you invited me to your house for the fun boy pool party. Yep. And it was the day I got back from my wedding and I was like, yes. I'm not missing this party. <laughs> I put my daughter down for a nap, grabbed my sister and we went straight to your house. Like fresh off the plane. I was like, I can't believe you did all that. That yeah. was so sweet of you to like come and I would have been napping for sure. No, <laughs> that's the thing with me. If there's not something on my calendar, I'm like, must add something to calendar. Like I just stay very busy. Is, are but... you guys like that? No. <laughs> I am totally fine with bed rotting for days. I'm really good at 
convincing myself I don't have to go. But Charlie right asked me to leave the house the other day, and it was the first time in a while. So. Yeah, it was fun. And Charlie and Mark and I and Landon went to a party on Friday night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that it's like I feel like there's been weird, com- different combinations. Like Dixie and I went to a couple right. things together. Then Charlie yeah. and I had a couple things. I love it. It's been, been fun. Nice. Tis the season. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, Charlie, I have to ask, what happened to your foot? Because I just saw you a week ago dancing and you did not have a boot on. Yes. So on our second day of rehearsal, I started to feel like a lot of pain in my Achilles because, you know, when you're out of dancing and go straight into it, like they expected a finale level dance without the nine weeks of finale prep. It was a lot. And I did something to my Achilles. I have to go and get an MRI to figure out if it's like just tendonitis or a little tear in my Achilles. So I'm not sure yet, but the boot helps. So I can't like move my foot past a certain point. So I can't strain it. Yeah. So that's what I was dealing with during the show. But well, you couldn't tell. That's <laughs> you crushed good. It. Yeah. And that outfit, I love it. I know you've worn oh. it in like a couple different colors yeah. between the different shows and well, tour and whatnot. The wardrobe department didn't find out that it was a three-hour finale until a week before. Oh, wow. So they had to make all types of costumes. It was literally my costume from the season prior, my finale costume, and they cut it in half and (laughs) added the white side. (laughs) So, like, I still have the pink side and, uh, like, I have everything. They even gave me, like, the hook and eyes that go on it. Oh, wow. Because I wanted to keep it because it's sentimental. And they, like, remade the whole side for me. And they're amazing for doing that because they had so much going on seriously that wardrobe department is insane like so good like I know I got this question a lot of people asking on dance with the stars like the it's always the question like this so the costumes I'm like yes custom made every Every single week single like what kind of life do you get something custom made every (laughs) single week it's so cool and the how they do it so fast and each costume is so different and like making sure you're comfortable to the point where you don't even have to say it they just know Mm -hmm. like Daniela and everyone there is like you can have a something on your face and they're like oh this we could change it it's it's fine yeah they're so good at that they are so good at reading people like I think by week two they knew my insecurities of things Mm -hmm. and they're like got it we could just add a little of this here yeah yeah <laughs> i love that i also love that we like didn't plan our outfits and then <laughs> heidi didn't get the memo i know and the thing is <laughs> i text them both this morning separately what are the outfit vibes well, i yeah. had no clue what i was wearing so i was gonna wear a sweater and a jeans. christmas sweater she's in the leather this is close uh, no <laughs> I, said, I said sweater and jeans and i stuck to it yeah. Yeah. We kind of have the matching hair. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, you're all making me really miss my dark hair. <laughs> no, you're I You could wear, I told you this before, you could pull off any color. Thanks. Like, I, I just feel like while that. I've started going lighter, I'm going to keep going lighter, but then I got to go back dark. Yeah. Because this isn't me. It's just fun. It's a, it's a season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I thought it would be fun to start with a little D'Amelio Superlatives game. Mm-hmm. Are you Jeez. ladies down? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to give you a category and you're going to pick between the fam who you think and you can include your dad if you'd like as well most athletic mm, me probably dixie or my I mom she would say herself <laughs> i didn't say me she is you can say yourself but not currently i came out of retirement of not season. doing anything and won a triathlon yes she did and destroyed mm-hmm. everyone. it was a mini triathlon after a three-day bender and hungover impressive pool. yeah I know. Okay. I was like Fair. a huge Largest pool. pool in America. I was still a little tipsy. 
<laughs> I think I'm going to take that as athletic. But no, yeah. I'm not athletic. You are definitely do the most athletic Consistently. thing. Consistently. I'm consistent. Yeah. You are an athlete for sure. Yeah. I don't really, I think after a certain amount of time, you can't count as an athlete anymore. You're on off season. Yeah. I'm taking a break. Mm-hmm. All four seasons. Okay. <laughs> most photogenic. Ooh, Dixie. I would say you. Mm. I feel like Charlie. I feel like uh, whatever, yeah. Like, I have, like, any picture of me in public. Yeah, it's where Charlie's very consistent. Yeah, I always kind of look the same. Not consistently mediocre, but, like, consistently. I I thought that's how that was going to sound. But, like, you're very consistently pretty. Aw, thank you. (laughs) Most talkative. Mark. My dad. Mark. Yeah. yeah. He could talk to anyone. And yeah. he about loves anything. He loves He's chatting. always making new mm-hmm. friends. He, you He's can tell salesman. he grew up with a bunch of girls because he loves little like gossip. Yeah. Just like chit chat. with. The, we can talk, debate anything for hours. Yeah. yeah. I know him and Brock, my husband, got along <laughs> right yeah. off the bat. And they'll talk about the most random totally. things. Totally. Yeah. I love it. Peacemaker. Me. Dixie. Dixie. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Best advice giver. Ooh, I, I would say my mom my dad it depends if you I want think it depends like, yeah. if you yeah. want comfort mm-hmm. and you just like a mom. shoulder to cry on you go to mom if you like are in a situation and you need something to be fixed go, go to, to dad. dad and I would say for me if you want the hard in your face truth but like with love Dixie <laughs> and Charlie is just like kind of a soft place to like she won't give advice, but she'll be there for you. Yeah, yeah and she'll listen. Like, I I don't know, or if I do, I'm like, but do whatever you want. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. she always <laughs> she always <laughs> I don't be responsible. <laughs> Most accident prone, Dixie. Dixie. I don't oh, have a boot. Oh, Charlie's got a boot. No, but when when we saw when um, Dad and I saw that she had the boot, we we're like, why'd you get a new one? Dixie has like every one. Every size. I know. I have three in my room. <laughs> She's got a lot of pair of crutches. <laughs> I, I feel if like I ever need, I know where to you go. Know where to it go. is yeah. me, but who's more of a daddy's girl? Mm, I feel like we both. It are. really depends. Like it, we're both really close with both of our parents. I don't think in different ways. Yeah, yeah, for different things. Like I go to my dad if I like want to go on a drive and just like listen to music or. Like, but okay, talk. I think I am. I could definitely get anything I want from him. <laughs> like if I needed, I've never used that against him. But like. If we hang out together, he'll like get me something or whatever. I'm like, you don't need to no, do Charlie that. Uses he it. Said, oh. He <laughs> said, he was like, you always growing up, if I was getting mad, you just knew how to get out of it by like, oh, you're really mad? Like seriously? Because we're yeah, the same person. Uh-huh. Yeah, she's he just like, he can do that. And, and I think he just started to realize that. Yeah. But and I think it's super funny. But he used to say, Dixie should do that more. Like, she would get, I'm like, I'm sorry, Dad. Like, I didn't mean to. Whereas Charlie be like, I never fight him back. Yeah. And Char- <laughs> Charlie would be standing in a chaotic disaster of a room. And he's like, I've been telling you for two days to clean your room. She was like, what room? And my room is fine. I'd be it's crying, clean. begging Charlie, please, just, yeah, just yeah. clean the room. Please. Please. She's like, peacemaker. Nothing to see here, Dad. <laughs> Want to go to the Apple store? He's like, okay. Deflect. 
Oh my God, this morning, my daughter has this thing where she's only two and a half, but mm-hmm. she, if she knows she did something wrong, she'll deflect. And if you can tell, I might be speaking a little bit with a lisp. She had butted me this morning. <gasps> mm-hmm. Oh my god! Total gosh. fat lip. I just, I jumped up. I put ice right on it. And then after I was like, do you want to see what happened? She was like, yeah. And I showed her and she goes, Look at the marker, mommy. Green marker. <laughs> green. Oh, Do you want a color? Long like, road ahead of you. Yeah. She's like me. She's yeah. the cutest oh, little so thing. Cute. Oh my gosh. And Who smart. has the most enviable wardrobe? Dixie. Dixie. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. You have like the most interesting pieces. Yeah. Yeah. Like if I, I can't really put an outfit together, but something. I do. That's not true. You, you have, are really I think good you have at the it. best style out of all Even, of us. She came to the house the other day with like baggy jeans, these like slide sort of loafery thing oh, and just like a skims she just seat. always looks cool and i'm like yeah. okay yeah. where's the shirt where are the jeans like i need to know everything yeah. every time i see her it's like that that like i'm definitely guys? taking that jacket so on our way up it's yeah. nice that we get to share a wardrobe now. yeah no i love that i do that with my sister as well <laughs> like we're the same size shoe same size yeah. clothes once I you get love past it. the point of like you're wearing my this mm-hmm. yeah we're so, so far past that it's more I think our only thing is like sometimes I don't know who has my clothes because Landon and I also wear have a very similar style. <laughs> so, so he'll borrow my pants or something. I'm like, which one of you have my stuff? They, like tried to buy a jacket off of me. I'm like, no, it's in my closet. If you want to wear it, you can borrow it, but you're not buying it. I think he ended up taking it. <laughs> but I will say your dad has a pretty good wardrobe yeah, I was gonna say and they him. steal his clothes. Oh, I have all of yeah. his hoodies and stuff. He's yeah. always been very fast. Did somebody give him that black hoodie back? No, it's in my closet. I have, He's I still been asking for that since the beginning of Wait, the, the summer. Wait, the black one? Yes. A Moody ripped a hole in it. Ooh. But I think Oh, I have, I have another it. black one then. Oh, well, yeah. All the black hoodies are gone. Yeah. <laughs> Most likely to have made the bed this morning. My mom. Probably Thank you. you. <laughs> <laughs> Most thoughtful. Probably you. Yeah. Well, I was waiting for you. To say. <laughs> Give me well, a point. <laughs> you are the most thoughtful. You're always thinking. Obviously, that's what thoughtful means. But like you're always thinking about other people and you'll like act on it. Yeah. You're like, we might think about I don't it. Really we're not going to be like, oh my much gosh. In yeah. General. You guys are very thoughtful on certain. But that's, I feel like that's very, they're very thoughtful for their ages. Mm-hmm. I think they, they, as you get older, especially, you know, when you have kids, like you're always thinking totally. of them and yeah. others. So, yeah. Biggest prankster. Mm. I don't think, probably my dad. He he, he used to be a lot most. more of a prankster. Like, well, now we don't live together. Yeah. But even before, like, we had kids, he was always, it was always something. Like, you yeah. walk in the door and he would take a whole thing of baby powder and, like, spray it on you. Mm-hmm. Like, I was going to work. <laughs> like, so it was a lot of that. But, yeah, yeah, I feel like the only pranks that ever happened was, like, April Fool's Day. Yeah, I was kind of. Which you would mm-hmm. do all the things I would, for that. I would do all the things. Yeah, all of it. My mom got me really good one year and told me that my dad like cut off his finger and had to go. And I'm like in my car getting ready to drive to the hospital. And she didn't realize like how much it had affected me. And I was freaking out. She was like, I'm kidding. I'm getting April Fool's. I was like, like, how dare you? It's like my mom is the worst liar. And it was on a phone call. But she got me so good. I could not believe it. Social butterfly. Probably my dad. Mark. Yeah. 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 Most likely to peek at their Christmas presents. Dixie. Yeah. I, oh, I, yeah, for sure. I don't like people. 
I don't like secrets. I don't like surprises. I'm, and I'm pretty way. good at getting information out of people because I'm like, come on, it's like it's fine. Just tell no, me. No, we don't tell her. But anything. also, if she buys you a gift, oh, I'll tell you. Oh. she'll then be like, but can I tell you? Yeah, just tell she you? gave me like <laughs> two gifts a month ago. I'm like, Dixie, save these for Christmas. She's right. Like, no, and then I'm gonna forget, and then I'm just gonna use them myself. Yeah, I still have a gift that I already told you about, and it's just sitting in my room. I keep forgetting to bring it. But she did buy me a really nice blanket that I use every day. Love that. All right. Well, thanks for playing. We're going <laughs> to take a quick fun. little break and then we'll be right back because I have so much to talk to you ladies about. All right, y'all. It is holiday season and you might be looking for nutritious, flavorful meals to just fuel you up on those jam packed days, whether you are getting your holiday shopping done, chasing your kid around, working at home, not working, just not wanting to figure out what to eat, then let me tell you, Factor, which is America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service, can help you eat well for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They have so many chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals that come delivered straight to your door. And the best part is they are ready in the microwave in just two minutes. So you'll save time, you'll stay on track with your healthy lifestyle, and be able to still tackle all of your holiday to-dos. Now, let me tell you, I have gotten my band on Factor. Brock and I have been eating this for almost a year now. I love everything about Factor. There are new meals every week. It's not just for dinner. Like I said, it's also breakfast and lunch. You can have the convenience any time of day with an assortment of 55 plus add-ons that have various preference tastes. You can go from quick breakfast items, lunch to go, grab and go snacks. They have these really good cold pressed juices, shakes, and smoothies. And let me tell you right now, if you head to factormeals.com slash goodisgold50 and use code goodisgold50, you'll get 50% off. That's code goodisgold50 at factormeals.com slash goodisgold50 to get 50% off. It's golf. It's not golf. It's top golf. And if you want to get out of the house and have some fun and a good meal, let me tell you, this is the thing for you. So if you've never heard of top golf, they have a bunch of stuff that makes them golf, like the clubs, balls, tees, turf, that ball picker up cart thing. But they also have a lot of stuff that is not golf. They have loud music, live bands, the best food and drinks, and literally it's a vibe day or night. It is fun for a girl's night out. Take the boys for a bachelor party. Bring the whole family. There is literally something for everyone. And if you're also looking for a good time, you should try Top Golf on Tuesdays because on Tuesdays, they do everything half price. So Top Golf has a whole day each week dedicated to more play for less pay. They do this thing every Tuesday where all gameplay is half price, giving you even more of a reason to bring the whole crew and come play around. And let me tell you, if you don't think you're a golfer, no worries, because everyone can play at Top Golf, even if you've never swung a club before. Top Golf is all about play, but even if they have some rules, Half Price Tuesday applies to gameplay only, isn't offered at every venue, and can't be doubled up with other offers or discounts. I mean, it is already half price after all. Full details and to book a bay, visit topgolf.com slash goodisgold. That's topgolf.com slash goodisgold to book a bay and come play around. Okay, so 
I just want to say as someone who has followed your family for years now as a friend, but started out as a fan, like I'm so impressed with how you've navigated Hollywood to go from, you know, pandemic fame to putting this on TV and just how open you guys are, I just think is amazing. And I know it's been a roller coaster, but it doesn't seem like it's gone to your heads at all. I feel like you guys have such just like a solid family bond. And I just, yeah, I love watching the show. I think it's incredible how much you guys put it out there because I know it's not always easy. (laughs) And I have to say, going back to the pandemic in 2020, when my podcast got dropped because so many shows just got canceled at my old company, I could have never imagined like watching you girls on TikTok and learning your little dances that fast forward three years later, we would be here. So <laughs> pretty cool. But um, I want to talk a little bit about like what your lives looked like before going viral on TikTok. Like how did you get here? Take me back to before you moved to LA. I mean, our lives were very very normal um and I don't think this was ever a plan for anyone we were kind of I was getting ready to go to college Charlie and I were in school together just like hanging out every weekend and then this just kind of happened Dixie would drive her to school every day kids in high school being annoying on an app and (laughs) kind of just like posting like everyone else like it almost like happened to us Mm -hmm. rather than like us trying to figure it out like we didn't even try to kind of understand it until like a year or so down the line when everyone started asking like what was it how did it happen what did you do and I was I don't know. Like, was there one video that it was like that video, that dance or that specific one is what blew up? Or it was just like this one, this one, this one, this one. And it was a combination. There was kind of like a couple in different stages. The first one got like 10,000 views and then it was like 100,000 to a million. And it just like kept going and going and going and kind of just didn't stop. So although it like happened very very quickly there was one video that kind of took it to the next level but it just kind of started to happen and then every video after that and then people would talk about well why is she everywhere like what's what's going on what is this and I think there was a lot of confusion and just the more people were talking about it getting my name out there and then kind of just went crazy from there I also feel like people don't remember or or people who weren't on it then that are on it now what the early stages were like like nobody wanted to admit they were on TikTok Mm -hmm. yeah and and so the people that were on were viewers not everybody was actually posting and so she's got yeah so once her videos started going viral and Dixie's like so annoyed like what like nobody's actually doing this what are you doing because everyone was texting me yeah we (laughs) were like in high school i'm taking her to like parties every weekend and trying to include her and i'm getting texts like why is your sister famous on tiktok and i'm like charlie you have to stop it wasn't the dancing videos (laughs) those i obviously loved but it was at the time like people were doing like voiceovers and acting videos. <laughs> yeah. And that's what the ones where I was like, Charlie, you have to stop doing that. Like, <laughs> but obviously everyone was using TikTok, but everyone just kind of did it on their own time. And then mm-hmm. I feel 
it kind of like all my friends were very nice about it to her and I think everyone was just kind of like watching it what is going on and we were doing the we're same all thing yeah no one really knew what to expect because yeah. it hadn't really like what had happened to me hadn't really happened like in a while like you think about like MagCon and and all those groups that like got big on social media mm-hmm. there wasn't that for quite a while it was like the youtubers before that so this is this kind of like whole new era of things and i i think it was mostly confusion like everyone was just so confused i remember people would post videos like why is she on their for you page like 50 (laughs) videos in a row because people were duetting stitch or i don't even know if stitching was a thing yet like it was just crazy it was really weird to me because i didn't know what i was doing or what was going on i was kind of just kept going it was very, it was a very weird time. But I feel like you were having <laughs> yeah. fun then. Yeah, I had so much fun. And that's why I was like, I never stopped posting. I feel like if I kind of gave in to the videos and like stopped for a little bit, maybe it wouldn't have picked up as much as it did. Mm-hmm. So I think the fact that it was just like every day, multiple videos, like I would post like 15 videos a day sometimes. So and crazy. I, and so from July when the, because she had a couple that had went viral, but this is when the followers really kicked in was July. So July and then this whole time Dixie's like Dixie's user five, eight, six, blah, 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 whatever. And she was like, yeah, if you ever hit a million, I'll get on. And so <laughs> end of October. Yeah. She hit a million. So from July to October. And so they did a video where they dressed alike and they looked like twins. Uh-huh. So all the For You page was Charlie. And now she posts a video with Dixie didn't even have her name. I was like, you got to get your name. Yeah, it was a fake name. And so <laughs> before somebody takes it. And so the Internet went bananas. They're like, there's two of them. <laughs> and then her followers went crazy. So it was just wild. Yeah. It was a wild time. Yeah. If you hadn't ever logged into TikTok, you didn't have an account, where do you think your lives would be right now? I'd be in my senior year of college. I would also be in college. Yeah. And yeah, that's as far as we got, honestly. (laughs) Well, Mm -hmm. I would have been on the Rebel Girls at University of Nevada, Las Vegas, if I made the team. And I'd be majoring in hospitality that yeah. was that, that was, was my goal, goal. <laughs> yeah I remember seeing that this season it's just, <laughs> yeah it's so crazy <laughs> so when did you know like okay this is a thing we got to get to LA and let's make this a thing you know well I don't know if it happens so much like that Mark and I were you know he's an entrepreneur and using social media and my family all you know, we were living in Connecticut. That's where the girls grew up. But I'm from Louisiana. So mm-hmm. I was always on social media to keep my family in the know of what we were doing. So I was always posting. And but we knew enough about social media to know, like, OK, this is a lot. But we also knew, like, we saw Vine come and go. So, like, how long right. is this actually going to last? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was just kind of opportunities. Mark was coming out to L.A. for business and we had a family shared calendar. And she was like, wait. Famous birthdays asked me to come, like, can I come with you? And so he took her over there and on his trip and she had made some friends here. She was hanging out with them. And so they were here for like a handful of days. And then it was just a lot of back and forth, you know, and then just figuring it all out. There was like how many meetings? Everybody wanted to meet 
Well, I mean, even think about, about it, everything. I, I was like still a full-time student. Like, <laughs> I was yeah. in school. So I, I remember one time I, I took a red-eye flight like in my school uniform and we had to go like straight, straight to, school. to school. Wow. Like, this is not normal. Yeah, it was definitely getting in the way of like things because I was just like on a plane. I was just chaperoning her like till I basically because I wasn't into it too much. I was just kind of like, oh, whatever. Maybe I'll make some money before going to college. But we would do like meetings with these big companies and like uh, interviews and stuff. And I was like failing this media in history class and like <laughs> this is so ironic but it was like the one class that I just never finished because I ended up finishing it but it was taking me forever and I'm like everything I'm learning I'm doing right now um yeah we it would be like literally us two and jeans in a tank top like walking into the TikTok offices to like talk like, to them yeah. and they we're had like, like no happening? idea who we were <laughs> no like they had no one clue. week they had no idea who we were and the next week they were like how did you do it and I'm like Shouldn't you be telling me? Yeah. Right? <laughs> we went in by ourselves, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we, they like sat us in this tiny little like glass cube. And we we're just like kind of asking questions of why is it all Charlie? And they're like, well, it's not like I've, everyone's for you page is different, blah, blah, blah. And we're like, all right, but I feel like she has a lot of attention on her. Like, what do you they're like? Yeah, I don't know. It's like just how the algorithm works, whatever. And we we're like, why? And they just wouldn't say anything. <laughs> and then it was like all actually Charlie. Yeah, like everywhere. literally two weeks later. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was a lot of back and forth, a lot of back and forth. And Mark and I would come out with them and sometimes the two of them would come out and it was just saying no to a lot of things. Mm -hmm. I mean, this wasn't something that, you know, like Mark had a good job and it's not like it was something they needed. Right. But if they wanted to pursue this, that was always the conversation. Like this is a lot to put your life out there. And people are already talking to us about wanting to do a reality show. Like yeah. That's a lot to put your entire life out there. Is that yeah. something you want to do? And so we took a long time to find Hulu that, mm -hmm. you know, there was a lot of meetings with all, all the streamers and all of that. And, it wasn't until fast forward, we kind of slowly got lawyer, business manager, agent, the agency, the whole thing. And then we were flying literally all over the world, all of us. And then the pandemic hit. Yeah. And they had three campaigns that they had contracts to shoot for. And they had a timeline. They were like, you got to get to L.A. and shoot these. They're like, we're not flying in right. a pandemic. Are you crazy? So the companies got together and got us a private plane and they had a wow. whole pitch for Mark and I. Dixie found us a house. They're like, we should just move. We had to take, we also have four dogs, four dogs. at the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was like not. So we had oh, yeah. to take all of them. Like they're not small little purse dogs. <laughs> right. They're like, two of them are big dogs. Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot. We were also getting swatted like oh, every yeah. other day. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that was kind of a big thing. It's like we're home and don't scary. feel safe yeah people would just come knock show up to our door. house the police would come it's like it's more dangerous us being here <laughs> right. yeah here people are used to like people totally. being in the public eye it was less but people would show up to the house and be like we drove three hours what do you mean we can't hang out i'm like but we would Wait. go outside at the beginning like, you would go outside i have videos <laughs> she of me like scared. talking yeah, like, to people I, on the street like i, I had a couple weird experiences i remember like one time i was home alone and i was literally doing online school and the doorbell rang and 
I like went downstairs and this like guy, he's like a big scary dude and I'm I'm by myself, so I'm like, a little freaked out. And he's like, Hey, um, I well, looked you up in the military database and I found your address. My daughter wants to say hi. And I was like, Oh my god. Okay. Like, I guess we can take a photo. I'm like a little nervous, but all right. And I was like so shocked and confused that I just like after I went back up to my room and I was like, was weird right like that, that's not <laughs> yeah that's not a really like normal thing no there's nothing normal about that he could have kidnapped you yeah right <laughs> seriously it's scary so i think it it all of us felt a lot safer yeah well la welcomes you we love you <laughs> take one little break and be right back across america bp supports more than two hundred and seventy-five thousand jobs to keep energy flowing Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey there, shenanigans listeners. It's the holiday season. So I want to talk to you about Etsy. If you're like me, you're on a mission to find handcrafted, affordable gifts made by independent sellers. Etsy has so many unique things that you're not going to find anywhere else. We have so many touches in Summer's Nursery and things all around the house, gifts that I've bought for people, gifts that I've received from people. So whether you're searching for custom home pieces like maybe a cutting board, linens, throw pillows for your favorite holiday hosts, or personalized items like purses, necklaces, seasonal jackets for your more stylish friends and family, Etsy has it. Also, another go-to gift of mine for anyone that has a new baby, I love to get them a customized puzzle. You can put their name and then pick any little animal pieces, a rainbow, whatever you want. Etsy has it. Such a cute personalized idea. So if you're looking for friends, family, baby, you want some style pieces, rings, clutches, I mean, there is something for everyone. And if you're new to Etsy, use code HOLIDAY10 for 10% off your first purchase. That's code HOLIDAY10. Maximum discount value of $50 expires December 31st, 2023. See terms at etsy.com slash terms. But for handcrafted and affordable gifts for everyone on your list, Etsy has it. Shop etsy.com. And while you're shopping... 
wouldn't it be nice if you could earn back some of that cash you spent? Because if that's what you're looking to do, then let me tell you, Rakuten is the most rewarding way to shop and save because their members earn cash back on everything they buy. So if you haven't heard of Rakuten, it is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,700 stores across every category. Beauty, clothing, electronics, home, department stores, pets, etc. You name it, they've got it. And it's like, you're already shopping at your favorite stores, so why not be saving money while doing it? It's basically a no-brainer. This holiday season, you got a lot of people to buy for. You got to save money where you can. So... Let me tell you about some of the stores that Rakuten has. They've got shoe stores like Adidas and Nike. They have department stores like Bloomingdale's. Also Walmart, Sephora, Fenty Beauty, Expedia. I mean, there are so many places to choose from. And these are all of the places that I actually already shop at, especially Chewy for my kitties. Like, amazing. Rakuten has 17 million members who are already saving. Membership is free. It's easy to sign up. And their members have earned over $4.6 billion in cash back. So get the free Rakuten app and download the free browser extension. Start all of your shopping trips at Rakuten.com or get the Rakuten app to start saving today. Your cash back really adds up. Season three has fully wrapped on Hulu. I started it right when it started. And then I was like, I'm going to save the end to binge right before we do this podcast because I wanted (laughs) it so fresh in my brain. So it's so fresh. The season starts out. And I mean, right off the bat, it was just like, boom, and then three months ago. And I will say for it just being four people on a show, it's like you guys carry this show so well. There's something in every episode that I'm sure families who are in business together can relate to, people struggling with mental health can relate to, and it's just, it's so good. So the season starts out and it seems like, how often would you say you girls fight? When you know it's like, oh, we fight like sisters. Never. We never fight. We never really fight. Which it's so funny. Is it something that filming brings out? They just catch us at the wrong time. (laughs) Like, we never, ever, ever fight. And if we do, it's just like, we'll take a couple days and then we move on. But yeah, and then they have us talk about it and Mm -hmm. continue to talk about it. So it's like, and then do you get what she says? I watched the the first two episodes. I was so mad. I was like, I'm going to call her right now. And I was with um, like, I hear what she says. Do not call her, like, take a breath. But yeah, it definitely brings it up. (laughs) I wanted to know what that's like for you because like I've been doing this for 11 years so you know it's like it's such a rinse and repeat for me. We film the show we do our interviews we watch the show and then it's like we start over again it's like been this way for almost 12 years now. So I know how it feels to see my friends say stuff behind my back but I don't film full-time with my family so what is that like for you when you see your girls, you know, in interviews where they're hurting about something with your relationship. And then also, what's it like for you seeing your parents in their interviews? I mean, we all watched the edits before they came out. And Mark and I were like, oh, wow. I was sick to my stomach for like eight months. And and (laughs) so we thought we had talked through all that mm-hmm. and then we're watching it and we're like wow I mean, we were like there's still things they say we said and I'm like I'm pretty I've watched that wasn't watch the it. context and right. I'm like I don't think I said that but we were getting texts it's like 
oh, do you really feel that way? And I'm like, <laughs> wait, what? No, obviously not. Like, I would tell you that. And there was definitely some confused reactions. Emotions. And mm-hmm. emotions. Yeah. It, it, but they also, it, like, interview you on a bad day, like, you say something and you don't really mean it. It's like 8 a.m. and they're like, what do you think of this? And I'm like, oh, fuck And they that. like, <laughs> sometimes they ask you questions to like get your emotions mm-hmm. out. And like, I think sometimes they don't realize. You have to remember it's not a therapy session. Yeah. Right. It's like you can't talk freely because this is going to go <laughs> everywhere. And like, especially for me when I kind of like sense drama, I just like. Oh, you did not I just hide. Mm-hmm. And like, then I talk because I'm also hearing like everything that's going on, they tell me things that you guys have said and I'm like, oh really? Like, wow, this like is kind of crazy. Like your shoot? Yeah, like they say it. Right. They're like, yeah, they, they didn't <laughs> want to come. Annoying. And I'm like, what is, like, we all went on this trip. I was like super excited. I'm doing like this crazy Wait. shoot in Japan. Like none of them want to come. Like that's so crazy. They tell me that they didn't want to. Is That's Greg not really still employed? Yes. yes. <laughs> <We love Greg. laughs> no, but what was what was not said by this girl in the show was she was going. And then she called Mark and I and is like, I'm just really nervous. Like I've never been to Asia. I don't like I'm really worried about the language barrier and all the things. Like, would you yeah, guys come? working somewhere? Like, I'm like, if, I have no idea. If what you would have said right. that, I would have that would have changed everything. Like, I don't yeah. ask this yeah. to come here. Because like literally you think about what was voiced to me, which compared to what actually happened. And it's like, of course you're going to be mad. We all yeah, go on this trip mm-hmm. for this one campaign yeah. and none of them show up. No, and I was, I'm told that they don't want to. It's like, yeah, I'm mad. I was I in the was car. Gonna be so fun. No, when I was in the interview, I was asked, so the fact that you didn't go to Charlie shoot, I'm like, oh, we are not. Oh, no, no. I, I was like, <laughs> we are not doing that. I was in the car ready to go. Greg's like, don't come. We wrapped early uh-huh. I'm like I've been waiting like Mark and I every day we were there we would explore we would walk miles and miles all around the city that day we were in the room waiting yeah waiting for when's the right time to come and he kept putting us off and then he was like we wrap don't come it's like oh I was sick to my stomach I'm like this was the whole point of this right trip. yeah so it's it's definitely annoying when like that's a very good way to kind of explain how things get skewed yeah. from each perspective mm-hmm. and then you get the negative sides of everyone because then they tell you well she's mad that you didn't come to the shoot and you're like well that's not what happens so everyone's on a different page yeah and especially when you kind of like take yourself out of it and like aren't talking with everyone else to kind of figure out what's really going on it leads to a lot of confusion and you just have to remember at the end of the day like you guys are family whether you have a show or not whether you have followers or not like that's the important part. And I think I lost sight of that a little bit just because I was struggling with myself and everything going Mm -hmm. on. So I think the fact that we've come out the other side and like actually been able to have honest and true conversations and be able to kind of talk to each other like, oh, this is still my mom and dad Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. Like they care about me more than anything has been really refreshing. Yeah. We lived it. And then we lived through the, when we got the edits, it was kind of the, it hit the fan again mm-hmm. and then we had all really talked through it and then we were going into press but we didn't know if anything had changed in the editing so i got all the episodes i'm like before we go into press they have seen six episodes already you guys should watch it yeah. none of them nobody else watched it but me and then it came out and it was kind of like brace for impact when it comes out i'm sure you know it's like yeah. oh i gotta live this again uh-huh. but what we did realize after all of that was said and done was 
like we're family, like this is real. Yeah. And the other stuff is, you know, they're trying to make a good show. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the deal. I wish we were like, I don't know. Sometimes it's hard when you're in the interviews to yeah. remember that. But are some of your interviews like live on the spot? No. Okay, like you have a set day for yeah. your interviews. They won't take us out of like a situation to go talk. Gotcha. Because no like you do so many at home. I always wondered. I'm like, are they just like after you guys film? Oh, like, no. okay, now That's let's go talk about thing. it. Like on The Bachelor. When you have a horrible memory, yeah, I oh yeah, they have to like tell me exactly totally. what happened and everything. Otherwise, I'm like, what was I doing? When did or, that it happen? was so long ago. I'm like, you expect me to remember what I was thinking about on this day four <laughs> months ago? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, if you do drink and you add alcohol in it, then you're like, I don't remember <laughs> really don't that know. night at all. You're telling me I said what? <laughs> yeah, been there. But one thing, I know I mentioned this earlier, that you guys from day one on your show have really tackled and been so open about is mental health. And I think, and I don't know if you remember this, but it was um, like episode nine when you had your party and all the Dancing with the Stars people were there. (laughs) I had said to Dixie, I was like, you should be so proud, you know, for how much you are open and how much you share because like you literally are helping so many people. And whether you realize it or not, when I watched this season, I saw Charlie talking about her OCD. I'm also a Taurus. There were so many things that I'm like, oh my God, I'm Charlie, I'm Charlie. And then I'm like, I'm a little Dixie. And there was just like, my sister's a Leo. And I'm like, we have the Taurus-Leo oh, wow. sister combination. <laughs> and between the anxiety, the OCD, and then you opening up this season about your PMDD, like mm-hmm. I know it's not easy to talk about those things and be vulnerable and so open when it comes to mental health. But I do just want to say that I think you're helping so many people by doing that. So you should all be very proud. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. That party is <laughs> fun. Um, no, I do enjoy talking about it. And I feel I don't really think of it like, oh, would I say that? Would I not say that? Because I don't really have the mind to mouth filter. But I do <laughs> like don't really realize if what I say might help people. But mm-hmm. when I am out in public, that's usually one of the first things someone says to me. So yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, no, for sure. And just like the OCD, that's something that I on this next season opened up about, but I've never talked about and just on this podcast and stuff. And Mm -hmm. when you do get that feedback from people, it's like, okay, I am doing something right. I'm going to keep going with it. But to see Charlie talk about the numbers and I'm like, oh my God, me too, me too. Packing, (laughs) like all of those things. I'm like, I relate to that. So it is nice to see on other shows as well. For... I want to ask this for Charlie and Heidi. How difficult is it for you when you do see, you know, what Dixie is dealing with with her PMDD and knowing it's like there's nothing you can really do to help. But how frustrating has that been? It's more of, you know, it's hard to watch your kids struggle, but it's just like a timer. Mm -hmm. And every month it goes off and she has done a lot of work that, you know, only just trying to control the things that she can. And I'm so proud of her for putting the work in because when it does come down to that time, I feel that, you know, Mark and I would be up at night, like worried, like Mm -hmm. we knew it was coming and worried for her to be alone. And so, you know, we've gone to her house. What are you laughing at? This is not funny. It's just funny. (laughs) No, but she would call us. She's like, you guys need to come over here. And so we would just go and hang and, you know, and she, she's like, I know tomorrow I'm going to feel better. Yeah. But right now I just can't be alone. So yeah. it's, 
you know, as a parent and is terrifying mm-hmm. to watch and it's sad, but all the other days that are good, we just like to They're have a really good time good. and appreciate that. Yeah. I get a little bit of grace now, which is nice. Like, and it's so obvious because I'll just be so snappy and I'm like, hmm. I'm well, like, we're all okay, learning. We're done talking to you. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, well, awesome. Especially because we live together. I like when I feel it, I'm like, all right go to my room mm-hmm. let's give her some space yeah. but you're recognizing it now yeah. which is huge because yeah. for a long time she didn't know I just yeah. feel like I was such a bitch all the time and I'm yeah. like oh my god what is wrong like I can't get out of this cycle like why am I so angry and I think knowing what it is and then also like just trying the best I can like I don't drink when I'm like going through that because then it like heightens my anxiety Mm -hmm. and whatever and like just trying medications and I mean there's no no one really knows and it's kind of different for everyone so I'm just trying my best but it honestly hasn't been uh, I don't know I haven't had it in a while. I feel like at least in the house like it's never that serious like if you have an off day it's not like like the next day I'm gonna be like do you remember that you said this? It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, she doesn't hold anything against me. Yeah. That's good. And at least now knowing, like once you have a diagnosis and you're like, oh my God, this is why I am this way. That's mm-hmm. got to be so freeing as well. Oh yeah. And it because the symptoms are always very different, like some months I'll be really depressed or sometimes angry. Recently, I've just been super empathetic and just bawling my eyes out. Like I was watching, I was watching The Mole and- someone got out and they said that they got their passport for the show and I just started bawling my eyes out because I'm like he was probably so excited to be <laughs> on this show and now he has to go home and I was like oh my god something is, so is going not, on not, like, I, is don't, Dixie. I don't cry at anything and I yeah it was it's very interesting and there's always something new I'm like oh this is fun like yeah either it's like Feelings. skin related or a new feeling yeah there's but always help like you also make light of it a lot which yeah. helps yeah. charlie calls it pretty much dixie's a dick that's <laughs> pmdd oh yeah what has helped you the most <laughs> when you're going through it like what types of therapies or is it the medications helping medication i try to stay away from but like i started taking birth control to just kind of have mm-hmm. more even ground i've tried talk therapy but when I'm good, I'm so good. I'm like, I'm fine. And I'm so self-aware and a little too self-aware and I overanalyze everything, but I'm like, I know I'm okay. And I don't really feel like I need this. And then I'm probably, and then two days later, I'm like, oh, I need to talk to someone right now. Just kind of getting sleep and staying hydrated, staying hydrated. Yes. (laughs) Actually now I stay hydrated. Yeah. There's a caffeine thing going so good i'm about to quit sugar that's my nice processed sugar because i that makes me anxious too and like i know caffeine well i almost died in the last episode of the show <laughs> mm-hmm. i'm i made scary. it you don't have to wait for next season to know <laughs> i made it um but i really just wasn't taking care of myself at all because i was just didn't want to feel anything. So I was like, mm-hmm. let's just keep going. I'm going to go out every day. I'm going to like hang out with people. And it was really fun. And I felt great. But the crash was so scary. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just kind of like very comfortable with what I'm doing and very peaceful. Good. I love that. <laughs> All right. One last break and then we'll be right back. 
Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Okay, let's face it. Being a mom is exhausting. So rewarding, but exhausting. Heidi knows. I know. And all of you moms out there listening know. And look, sometimes I feel like we can carry that on our faces, but I found an easy way to brighten any tired, dull complexion, and it leaves my skin glowing, and it's going to do the same for you. Let me tell you, Dime Beauty is clean. It's a high-end skincare line that is affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean either. And when I say clean, I mean Dime is 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. I recently got the Work System, and it's everything you need in one powerful package. It has a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two very luxurious moisturizers. So I didn't know where to go when I started with Dime. And I was like, you know what? The work set looks like it has everything. And they were right. It works. And it'll work for you. Plus, you know I love anything with sunscreen. And their tinted glow wonder screen with SPF 30 just came out. They have new shades. And it is incredible. So many five-star reviews. So for any hard-to-shop-for people on your list, Dime is a wonderful and affordable gift. Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their product reviews are literally all five stars. If you haven't checked out Dime, where have you been? Love your skin again. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com now and unlock your discount. That's DimeBeautyCO.com. So y'all have had so many amazing opportunities and projects and things that have come your way since all of this fame. What would you say is the coolest thing you've got to experience or partner with or just be a part of in the last few years? For me as a solo, definitely Dance with the Stars. That was an incredible experience and it was the hardest thing ever. Physically, emotionally, mentally, all of it is wild, you know, and it's, you know, it's like a once in a lifetime thing right. and you'll never like experience that again. So that was pretty incredible. And I just came out of it such a different person. I just learned a lot about myself. And so that's probably been the biggest thing for me. But I think as a family, I, I mean, everything we get to do that we get to do together mm -hmm. is always like special like yeah. the four of us when the four of us get to be together that's yeah. the best yeah I love that what was that like for both of you to be able to do a show like that together the competition aspect of it and all of that I feel like the competition aspect of it was never really anything that I even thought about oh you didn't think about the competition no I'm wow, here to good. do my own personal <laughs> best so good. I feel like um it was such a wild experience. I would agree that that was one of my favorite things that I've done. It was just, I mean, from beginning to end, it was the craziest couple months of my life. Like, I 
kind of like shut myself off. This was the only thing that I was focused on. I was like having so much fun, pushing myself so hard. Like my body's all out of whack and I just like keep going. But then you would get to show day and get to be around everyone and get to talk to everyone. And it was just such a good experience. Even now, like getting to go back, you're still around all of those people. I don't think people truly realize how long most of the people that work on Dancing with the Stars have been there. They make the show what it is, but there's such an environment where everyone wants the best for the show. Everyone wants the best for each person. Everyone's uplifting and saying positive things. The pros are all nice. A lot of the celebrities are nice. The judges, like Mm -hmm. everyone has their own thing. And you talk to like, wardrobe and they make you feel confident and it's like every single person has their own piece and together it's just like this unexplainable type of family Mm -hmm. that once you have like you'll realize there's nothing else in like that I could do job wise that is going to be like doing that yeah and I think too because there's so much history it's been going on for so long yeah. and to have a little part of that the one thing I will say that I, I watched and went to a lot of the shows this season is how I you know we were still under a lot of COVID restrictions so mm-hmm. like yeah she and Mark were the only other couple that could come into our room really and we could go in there so it we w- weren't hanging out with the cast like even in the common area everybody kind of had to Mm-hmm. you know six feet apart like yeah. so there was not a lot of hanging out except for show day so we were all like oh my god because well, oh it got to a certain point that if you got covid you're disqualified wow like if you got it past like what was it week like six no, or something it, i thought you got to buy yeah or a past a certain, a certain point that's so true. like yeah i wasn't seeing and i was like yeah. there is no way that covid is going to be the reason right. that like yeah i get out of this like show yeah but I remember like one day my ankle like turned purple for no reason. And I was like, mom, can you come check it out? So it was nice. That, like, we yeah. were just like, like for Mark would come into our room. He, I would hear like the knock and he'd come in. Like, Hi. Yeah. Can you come check on your daughter? <laughs> She's doing okay. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like m- meanwhile, like Artem's like, okay, we have choreography right. and you're not getting it. And yeah. <laughs> but like they were all so understanding. So I would be like, okay. Hey, you're okay. Well, maybe we get like an actual doctor, or yeah. like, do you want me to kiss it? Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Where I had to like evaluate the situation. Like, is she tired? And like, totally. or do we need to get professionals in here? <laughs> yeah. I don't know, really. Yeah. Yeah. And it'd be even like Artem and Mark would like dance together to show us how like we're yeah. supposed to be doing it. So it was, it was a nice environment. But even a lot of the people that worked there, like, I didn't. I created their own bottom halves of their faces. Yeah. So now that I'm right. seeing them all without masks, That's what you look so like you know the this voice and then you see their face. Totally. So it's definitely like <laughs> That's been fun. It's it's been fun to go back and like yeah. no pressure, just get to see everyone and talk to everyone and like it's it's really interesting. Yeah. So I have to ask because we saw that Dancing with the Stars was obviously a huge 
story that was covered this season on the D'Amelio show. Obviously, it was hard on everyone for different reasons. How were you and Mark able to get back to where you are now? Because I know like we weren't obviously as close then, but I would have never known anything was wrong. And then when we had our ladies lunch for the D'Amelio footwear launch and one of the producers was there, you were saying just how much she helped you in your marriage. And then watching the show, I'm like, oh my God, this is what they were talking about. Like I had no idea. So it's incredible that you went through such a hard time, but you guys were able to come out on the other end. But what was it that got you to where you are now? Yeah, nobody knew except for the girls. I'm really good at compartmentalizing. Mm -hmm. And I had to because I, I couldn't bring it into the rehearsal space because it was hard. Like I hadn't danced in I don't even know how many years, 30 years. And so I, I just couldn't bring that with me. And then I would just hand, deal with it when we got home. And it the answer is when Dancing with the Stars was all done, that wasn't the end of the issues. Mm -hmm. And so we did a lot of therapy together and separately. And it was such an interesting time in our marriage as empty nesters. And then, you know, Charlie and I are checked out and Mark's, you know, doesn't have a lot of friends here in L.A. And he's, you know, we'll start the business. So he's like diving into work. And so, you know, he's hanging with Dixie a lot. But, you know, it was just a part in his life that he had come to that he's like, where are where's my people? Like, mm -hmm. where am I? Where's my family? But he didn't even know how to communicate that. All he knew was like, I wasn't there and I was checked out, but I wasn't checked out of our marriage. Right. I mean, I was checked out just focusing on the show for all of these weeks. But when that was over, that was, okay, I'm back. And it was just so intense for him. Like he couldn't even, he didn't even know what it was to express it. He mm -hmm. knew he wasn't being himself because he'd never felt like that before. Yeah. And so it was just a lot of therapy of him realizing that, you know, I chose to be a stay-at-home mom. That's all I've ever wanted to be. And we decided that as a couple. And, you know, all these years, I've been happily doing all of that, but this was like my time to like do something really mm -hmm. for me. And he didn't realize like he's been doing that all along. Right. And I've been, you know, waiting for the opportunity to do something. And that was a plan even before all this stuff happened with social media. I always wanted to go back to work and maybe get into modeling again. And so when I, I'm looking at it like, wait, this is bigger, the biggest opportunity that I can have that you were so excited for Charlie and I to do. And yeah. now it's like, what's happening? And so it it took a, a lot of therapy to figure out exactly what that was. And, you know, I, I didn't hold grudges. Like there's nothing about what happened that I'm like, but you did this. Like everything happened as it was supposed to. And we definitely got to a point in our marriage that, like now that we didn't even know existed mm -hmm. and it's like better than I could have ever imagined. So yeah, it was a rough yeah. time, but we came out the other side because we both wanted it. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, neither one of us were really checked out, even yeah. though he was saying he was checking out. Right. He, I was like, that's you. Don't, I know you don't feel that way. Yeah. Like, so it, it, we both wanted it and we both put the work in yeah. and that's why it worked. Yeah. Well, good. I feel it's like no marriage is easy. Anyone who just says marriage is easy no, is absolutely lying. It is work. work. And yeah. you guys are just a great example of showing, you know, you work through the hard times and then you come out on top. You've got an awesome shoe yes. line. 
D'Amelio footwear. Thank you for repping. My entire closet <laughs> is filled with y'all's shoes. It's pretty much all I wear. <laughs> but I have to tell you, because I haven't told you this yet. I was saving it for the podcast. So as I'm watching the episode and you're modeling alongside your two young, very beautiful daughters, and you were saying that you were kind of feeling insecure. I was feeling that way when I did the <laughs> footwear shoot with you. What? Oh, Literally. my God. It was... For my OCD, it was part of my exposure therapy that day because I'm like, Sheena, you are not going to be a diva and say you have a good side. You are just going to stand where they tell you to stand. You are going to no. It was I needed something like that because I was like, no, I need to get more comfortable sitting on the right side and taking photos. And I was just like, no, I was like, maybe Heidi has a good side. I was like, this is your baby, which you, I'm so thankful, had me be a part of. But I was just like, whatever they want from me, I will smile on my bad side. I will stand here. I will do that. But you were so glamorous that day. <laughs> you have like the gold and you're this, and you're laying. And, and I was like, she's really good at this. I'm not a model whatsoever. <laughs> So I related to you because what? I was like, that's kind of how I felt that day. But the photos came out so, so good. good. And I had I, so much fun shooting with you. But in my head that day, oh. I was just like, exposure therapy. This is good. Because like my sister tells me all the time, she's like, you don't have a good and bad side. You're just more comfortable on your left side. Yeah, you do not have a bad side. But <laughs> that day for me, I was oh. like, this is good. This is this is exposure. Okay. I'm and... going to reverse card you on this okay. because when we went to that <laughs> charity event you invited me to and we did some pictures on the carpet together, I was dying because I'm like, oh my God, she is so good at this. Oh, I was like, I look like a door. I was like, <laughs> I, and you're doing all the things. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to try and go like that. Yeah, and they were like, over the face, the front, face the front. <laughs> I was like, okay. I was terrified. But you, it's so funny. Like we all have our things. Yeah, right? totally. But after that day, because we had a hard out because they were having an event there. Right. And I left there and I was like, Oh my God, like we normally have so much fun together. Mm -hmm. That was not, I, we didn't even have time to have like fun. Yeah. Like I, we got the work done. Like yeah. we had a lot of shoes we to did. shoot. And I was so thankful you were there. And I, after I left, I was like, number one, she probably thought that was so boring. No, not and, at all. I had so much like, fun. I, I don't even know. Like it was so fast and such a whirlwind. I, I walked away and I was like, oh, I hope that she at least likes the pictures or something because I, I felt like it was them. it was a weird day no when they sent me the photos I was like am I supposed to narrow these down there's 182 <laughs> you great photos it. you killed it so did you we saw the pictures they're amazing yeah thanks <laughs> so what is what would you say are some of the best and worst things and easiest and hardest working with your family like creating a business like this not just the show but to have an actual business like the footwear line and doing that together do you disagree on styles like how does that all work I think the, I'll start with worst thing. I think the worst thing is we're so comfortable with each other. Mm -hmm. And I feel obviously that can be a good thing. But when you're working together, it's, and someone might feel like, I'm so comfortable with my mom. I'm like, oh my God, mom. I don't realize like, oh, she might be feeling a certain way during the shoot. Like that's where things kind of get like, wait, what are you talking about? Like, mm -hmm. we're fine. And I, like upset her and I didn't even realize because we are so close and we just like move really fast and whatever but I think the best thing is when things get like tough or frustrating or just messy 
we can all come together, the four of us, and like talk and plan on how to move forward. And I don't think, I mean, we all know like we would not be where we were without my dad. Like he has put this whole thing together and created something that we never would have like dreamed of or even thought of doing and the way he's setting up our lives for security and just making sure that we can never blame him for anything (laughs) is really great I think that's his biggest thing he says it sometimes and he acts like he's joking he's just I don't want you guys to blame me if you're broke and have nothing I'm like we're not gonna blame you that would obviously be on us but he's just doing his best every day to yeah make sure everything works out yeah how is the music going really good I'm very excited for it I feel it's gonna be different and I I enjoy everything that I've put out so far and I've had a lot of fun and had crazy opportunities I mean my second third performance ever was at the forum and it's just kind of one of those things like of course like what do what do I do now and I was kind of having a lot of feelings like is this really what I'm into and I I knew it was but just the way I was doing it wasn't and now taking a step back and making sure the music that I'm writing is so personal to me and stories that I want to share and so I'm really proud of like all the lyrics and all the sounds and i'm just excited to release it and hopefully tour next year i feel like and we haven't really talked about this but i'm so proud of of this journey because i feel like the journey is like as you're in a much more peaceful place now your music is reflecting that like it's much more you and personal and the sound and everything and (laughs) those things just take time to get Mm -hmm. there you know you can't rush it totally What is your writing process like when you go into the studio? (laughs) So I'll usually, for a while, it was like, I would go into the studio and I'd have a couple sessions a week and I would just come with a list. This person did this to me or this happened. And it was a little chaotic because I was just very angry and all over the place. And just (laughs) like, I want to write about this, this and this. And then when I went to... I did a writing camp in Nashville mm-hmm. and I got to work with a bunch of amazing writers and producers. And I was like, I wish I could do more of that here because it's just in Nashville, we were kind of all over the place going to different sessions. So we ended up setting up a writing camp, which is where a couple writers and a producer will come and just stay there for a week and write a bunch of songs. So when we started, I was just kind of like, I want love song I want a hate song I want whatever like all these kind of vibes and I wanted to sound I had like a hundred songs of reference ideas and a bunch of lyrics and notes that I wrote down and song titles that I like and you just kind of go from there so some songs would be like when we went off a title or some songs would be off a specific situation and then some are just like full made-up stories but something I feel Mm -hmm. But like never experienced like one of the songs is about like not getting married to someone for like it's I mean it's you'll hear it when you hear it but I'm like I this has never happened but like I feel like I would feel this way Uh so it's just kind of fun getting able to try a bunch of things I like that 
I've been wanting to ask you about that because I have been working with the band lately and just being back in the studio. I'm like, I have to ask her about like the writing process (laughs) because I think to anyone out there who's an aspiring musician, it's just cool to hear a little more of like the behind the scenes and to see that. So hopefully (laughs) we can see more of that because I love that. Charlie, are you feeling more, I know just watching the season, seeing how you're like, you know, I'm a TikToker, but now I'm working with a brand like Prada. Are you now the older you get and the more work that you've done, are you feeling like it's more earned and are you getting more comfortable doing these bigger types of campaigns and jobs? I think in a sense, I'm definitely getting more comfortable. I feel like a lot of my confusion or kind of questioning myself comes from just not knowing what I want, not knowing what I want to do, not knowing who I want to be, who do I want to portray myself as. I feel like the more time that goes on, the more I'm kind of narrowing down what I want to do. And I'm really excited for this upcoming year because I feel like this is kind of the first year I'm going into it with a clear mind. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm excited to figure out what's next and hopefully be able to be a little bit more confident in these scenarios where I'm surrounded by these people that, you know, the influencer role isn't the one where everyone's like, oh my goodness, an influencer, you know, Mm -hmm. it's always the, oh, social media, you know? Right. So it's kind of hard to be in that bubble sometimes when you like are trying to make friends outside of your world. Mm -hmm. So I think that Mm -hmm. this is going to be interesting but yeah. I'm excited <laughs> it's definitely like a thing that I'm still figuring out but it's also like every 19 year old is trying to figure out who they want to totally. be yeah I don't think anyone has it figured out at 19 and yeah. you're doing pretty damn good <laughs> yeah. like so many businesses and things that you're doing you have your be happy snack line yes. how did that come about we like snacks. My dogs. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I. it was kind of an idea that we had a, a little bit ago, but it all kind of came together within the past like six really or fast. seven yeah, months. Yeah, it came together very fast. And it's been a really fun thing being able to have something that you can eat. I don't mm-hmm. know. That's such a weird <laughs> thing to say. But now when people come over, I'm like, you would like popcorn? Yeah. <laughs> you have all these flavors. Yeah. Um, like imagine thinking of a food and then actually being able to eat it. Like, yeah. Having wild. whatever you want mm-hmm. like come to life. It's pretty cool. And I yeah. feel like it went really fast, but just the process of the flavors and tasting and, you know, you know, it's you open it and you're like tasting. We're all like looking at each other, like processing it our own <laughs> selves. And yeah. then like, mm, yeah, this, that, whatever. The bags, the rollout, you know, Walmart wanted to partner with us. So it was all like. And that's kind incredible. of incredible. I mean, Walmart. I know. Like, that's massive. Huge. <laughs> massive. Yeah. So that's been super exciting. Yeah. And just, you know, excited for the future of mm-hmm. that because there's so many other flavors that we're excited about yeah. and try. So I love that. That's a, it's a fun process. Yeah. Awesome. Also, what looked like fun was your prom that you had. Congrats on being Thank a you. prom queen. <laughs> but <laughs> when the season ended, you and Landon were broken up. Yes. But now you're not. Yes. So how is that going? How long did the breakup Ugh. last for? Three minutes. 
Yeah, literally. <laughs> it's, like, episode. <laughs> it's like, that's, a thing that's another thing. It's so like, fast. We're like, give me a second. They're asking me in an interview, like, oh my gosh, what happened? And I'm like, oh, we're already back together. This is so embarrassing to me. <laughs> like, I should have never said anything. But uh, that's like another thing where it's like teenage relationships. Totally. Like, yeah, I'm going to get mad. Yeah, you're going to get mad. And we're going to be like, oh, this, I'm, I'm over it. And then it's like, oh, wait, no, I'm not. And then, mm-hmm. you know, that's like normal stuff. So, I think it's confusing for people online because the timelines are everywhere because by the time I'm talking about it, we've already like resolved all the issues. Right. And everything's fine. And then I'm like mm-hmm. talking like, oh, I look so stupid right now. <laughs> <laughs> the video that keeps going viral is when you're walking in, right? I just left the house. I knew exactly what happened. And I told... Yeah, she, <laughs> she was the one who she told everyone. I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> and she told everyone before I got there. And I like walk in. Everyone's staring at me, like expecting me to be like a like mess. <laughs> waiting for her to break down. Because I got... I'm like, oh my God, guys. Because she Bro. can't keep a secret. And Dixie's right. like... We've Dixie's established. Like, oh, are you, you okay? okay? What's going on? Shut up. You literally <laughs> know exactly what happened. Like, what are you doing? For you just while, want me to talk about it so we stop talking about your love life. I know. Mm-hmm. But for a while, I had absolutely no secrets and I could not shut my mouth. So I was just, if you don't have any secrets, then I'm down to talk about anyone's <laughs> secrets. Now, I keep to myself a little bit more and <laughs> I will not share. But I just like... I like gossip that's not about me. Mm-hmm. And I, when I know something's going to be fine, like... I'm going to share on your behalf. No. Oh, uh, should we share? No. We share. Share. Okay, one secret, go. <laughs> um, so when she walked in... Was, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I was just like telling everyone, I'm like, oh my God, so they broke up and this happened and there was yelling and I'm like, I had no clue what happened. I just like walked out of the house and I got a phone call from someone and then like, Going on. Did you know that everyone knew or not till later? Not until everyone. Well, I walked everyone in and knew. everyone's I was like, like, talking like to the entire crew. I'm like, everyone come here. This is what happened. No, and, and then I they walk in and I'm like, I really like I was so fine. Like I wasn't crying. I wasn't anything like I was ready to do the interview and then deal with asked. it later. Right. But of course, Dixie's like, OK, you guys, so listen. You should have been like, you already know. What are you talking about? Yeah. So no, but then fun. they, then I don't know. You guys called, or the producer called. Uh, I was upstairs, and they were like, "The seconds. girls have to come up and tell you something." And I was like, "Okay." Mm-hmm. So that I, I, so I'm like, I, first of all, I didn't know if they were kidding because, like, you guys were all we were all together like the day before, yeah. and everything was fine. I'm right. like, well, how did it go off the rails? And then Teenagers. you, I think you told me. I don't even remember. I was a little bit of an instigator. I know. Yeah. A little bit. A, l- a, a big lot of instigator. <laughs> I have since so I'm stopped. Like, I'm like, they're either gonna get back together this afternoon or very soon. So I'm like, I don't want to say too much. I'm like, oh, are you? Where okay? <laughs> I was like, all right, let's find you another no, boyfriend. And then yeah. I had to deal with Landon being very upset with mm. me. He's like. Dicks, you're going to set her up with someone two minutes after we break up. I'm like, I'm just trying to be a good sister. Love you, but I'm going to take her side. But I have oh apologized. <laughs> and how is your dating life? Have they found you a match? Um, if we want to talk about all the drama, let's talk about everything. Let's talk about everything. There's not much to talk about. But no, the show is definitely <laughs> really intense on trying to uh, set me up with someone. And we've been hanging out. That's yeah, been Charlie fun. Charlie and I've been hanging out. We've been 
We hung out we once. Hung out once. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're in the house together every day. You're in my room last night. We do this. We have like the same exact night routine. So, well, kind of. Charlie's has like 50 more steps, but we're usually doing things at the same time. So we'll check in on each yeah. other. Yeah. Charlie has 50 steps to every routine. Yeah. I, I am the opposite. It's a good way. Yeah, yeah you are. Where the did we go? So, oh, this is separate. But we went home for Thanksgiving. We oh went to God. Connecticut. Mm -hmm. I brought a purse, a single purse. Well, because we were going for two days. I wore sweatpants and a hoodie and then packed an extra pair of underwear, toothbrush, and that was it. Charlie packed a 55 pound suitcase and my carry-on was bigger than everything she brought <laughs> like it's it stresses me out for mm -hmm. her so i'm like i need a first aid kit i need all my toiletries well, also I need, i'm going on a two-day trip i'm bringing 30 pairs of underwear and that's it mm -hmm. like i just in case you never yeah, know never mind, know. You, mind you we went to our condo in connecticut that was already we have full. I have all my stuff. <laughs> she did not need to bring one single thing. She brought like seven purses. I'm like, what are you? We're staying home. We're having Thanksgiving at our house. And well, everyone was trying to get us to dress up. And I'm like, I love you guys, but I'm not putting on makeup well, to hang out with my grandma. I just wanted you to put on yeah. not pajamas. That was it. But everyone loved the idea and we all put on pajamas. Love that. It was a great Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah. What are the plans for Christmas? We are spending Christmas together. Christmas day at our yes. house. Yeah, right. I don't know. What? Are I feel you... like I'm always so last minute. We just talked about this. Christmas yeah, Day. We're waiting Christmas for Charlie day. to accept the invite. Yeah. <laughs> Thanksgiving, I accepted like the day before. I was like, oh, I got to like, see. I'm so like, busy. Oh, she's coming? Yeah, it's always a surprise when Charlie shows up. So it's an event to get myself to be well, ready to, pack to, a 55 to go home back. <laughs> like, right. It takes planning. I need to mentally prepare myself. But I'm excited for this year's Christmas because I feel like last year we celebrated it like so late in the day. Well, that was because you guys slept all day. Yeah, uh -uh. I slept on the couch uh -uh. in the dress that I wore on New Year or Christmas Eve. I was up and ready. I was waiting for you guys. You guys were sleeping because I was in Calabasas oh, yeah. and I came back early because I thought we were going to have a really early Christmas. But and I we did buy, uh, we did get all matching pajamas and I got the dogs matching yep. outfits to match us. So we are getting a picture. I don't want anybody to fight me on that. Every time I try to get a family we picture, like, oh my god. <laughs> you yeah. would think we have enough. That's why they had to use <laughs> fake pictures for our Yeah, so they make it mad when somebody needs a family picture. We have none. There's an ugly picture like of me on all the popcorn bags. Like, that's oh my god. all that we, like, we're always taking family photos and I feel like we never, never have ha one. But mm -hmm. we also, all of us change our looks No, so because much. we go to take a family photo and then Dixie's flipping off the camera and Charlie's like this. Because I feel like we have so <laughs> yeah. many. Like, we like, must have, have enough. No, we have none. Never. Speaking of always changing looks, I have one more question for Dixie. Mm -hmm. What has been your favorite hairstyle that you've done? I have mine for you. You do? Mm -hmm. I really like the shaved head. I really enjoyed it. And I feel it forced me to kind of, you can't hide a shaved head really. Mm -hmm. So it forced me to just be more confident when it was like, here, that's when I was, I need to wear a hat and a hood because this is not <laughs> looking good. Um, but I liked when I did it blonde for for Coachella. Um, mm -hmm. That was probably my favorite, which I want to do it again once it gets a little longer. Yeah. What's your favorite? We're not going to let you do that. Was I, that why you had to cut it? Yeah. She does things and then she's like, I, I complain about the consequences of my oh, own mm -hmm. actions, which like I'm... I know, but I really like the blonde hair. And I'm like, Where I are promise we? I'll do it, it right so this good. time. Where so are we? Like the time. wig that I wore for the show. 
I knew that did not look the best. Yeah, she was a classic wig from a Bratz like Halloween costume. <laughs> but because I changed my hair so much, they're like, you need to put on a wig. And I was like, and they were okay. Like, and then I got like, mm-hmm. and was falling around with the wig on. I know it didn't look good. <laughs> Wait, mine is roommates era the blue. <gasps> That's my favorite look on you with the long hair. That was cool. I don't know. I love that one. And then she, all her extensions fell out. Remember? Yeah, I had like. And Shelby cut her hair. It was bad. It was just bad. It's fine right now. It's cute. It's super healthy. It's a little. I have a mullet right now. Oh, love that. But you can pull off really any hairstyle. Yeah. Like any hairstyle you've done, you just look amazing. Oh, thanks. Um, you. Love it. Beautiful. Thanks. Well, thanks for getting into some shenanigans with me, <laughs> ladies. This is so fun. Thanks for Thank having you. us. Yeah, yeah. This, I don't think we've course. ever done this. A family no. podcast? The three. Just the girls. Oh. Yeah. It's either the four, four of us yeah. or like split up. Yeah. Or twos. Yeah. I mean, two not to two. cut your dad out, but I was like, we got four mics here. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mark. <laughs> I think he will be upset about it. No, he was. No, he was like, you guys have so much fun. He's like, the girls seem like they're like good and excited. I was like, no, they're good because we all we talked yesterday. I love this it. morning. So he was excited. Uh, mm. Can't wait to hear it. Well, I would like to do one with me and Brock and you, and Mark. <gasps> I think that would be so fun much too. Fun. I would yeah. Yeah, it's also, I have to say, it's really fun for me to see, because, you know, like, my parents didn't grow up here. They don't Mm -hmm. have those friends that they had their whole lives. It's really nice to, like, see them going out with, like, friends, looking like they're having a good time, like, dressing up, going out together. I love it. We were just saying, I feel like we're interrupting like a friend hangout. Yeah. I heard you guys saying something. I was like, what are they talking about? We haven't talked in 15 minutes. But <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. It's so fun. Yeah. Well, fun I love your mom. I love you girls. Aww. And you. thank you so much. This was so good. Thank no, you. thanks for having hey, us. Thank you guys for watching and listening. See you next week. Thanks for listening to Shenanigans with Sheena Shea. Download new episodes every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> Looking fine and I got my girls with me. With the boys at the table getting tipsy. Miss me, kiss me one more time. Get over here, boy. I'm going to make you mine. Yeah. Do you want it? Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.